Section 25 of An Essay Concerning Human Understanding, Book 2, by John Locke. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gary B. Clayton. Chapter 27, Footnote, Locke Discusses the Bishop of Worcester, Part 1. The doctrine of identity and diversity contained in this chapter, the Bishop of Worcester pretends to be inconsistent with the doctrines of the Christian faith concerning the resurrection of the dead. His way of arguing from it is this. He says, quote, The reason of believing the resurrection of the same body upon Mr. Locke's grounds is from the idea of identity, end quote, to which our author answers. Give me leave, my lord, to say that the reason of believing any article of the Christian faith such as your lordship is here speaking of to me and upon my grounds is its being a part of divine revelation upon this ground i believed it before i either writ that chapter of identity and diversity and before i ever thought of those propositions which your lordship quotes out of that chapter and upon the same ground i believe it still and not from my idea of identity this saying of your lordship's therefore being a proposition neither self-evident nor allowed by me to be true remains to be proved so that your foundation failing all your large superstructure built thereon comes to nothing but my lord before we go any farther i crave leave humbly to represent to your lordship that i thought you undertook to make out that my notion of ideas was inconsistent with the articles of the christian faith but that which your lordship instances in here is not that i yet know an article of the christian faith the resurrection of the dead i acknowledge to be an article of the christian faith but that the resurrection of the same body in your lordship's sense of the same body is an article of the christian faith is what i confess i do not yet know in the new testament wherein i think are contained all the articles of the christian faith I find our Savior and the Apostles to preach the resurrection of the dead, and the resurrection from the dead, in many places, but I do not remember any place where the resurrection of the same body is so much as mentioned. Nay, which is very remarkable in the case, I do not remember in any place of the New Testament, where the general resurrection at the last day is spoken of, any such expression as the resurrection of the body, much less of the same body i say the general resurrection at the last day because where the resurrection of some particular persons presently upon our saviour's resurrection is mentioned the words are the graves were opened and many bodies of saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many of which peculiar way of speaking of this resurrection the passage itself gives a reason in these words appeared to many i e those who slept appeared so as to be known to be risen but this could not be known unless they brought with them the evidence that they were those who had been dead whereof there were these two proofs their graves were opened and their bodies not only gone out of them but appeared to be the same to those who had known them formerly alive and knew them to be dead and buried for if they had been those who had been dead so long that all who knew them once alive were now gone those to whom they appeared might have known them to be men 
but could not have known they were risen from the dead, because they never knew they had been dead. All that by their appearing they could have known was that they were so many living strangers, of whose resurrection they knew nothing. It was necessary, therefore, that they should come in such bodies as might in make and size, etc., appear to be the same they had before, that they might be known to those of their acquaintance, whom they appeared to. And it is probable they were such as were newly dead, whose bodies were not yet dissolved and dissipated, and therefore it is particularly said here, differently from what is said of the general resurrection, that their bodies arose, because they were the same that were then lying in their graves, the moment before they arose. But your lordship endeavors to prove it must be the same body, and let us grant that your lordship, nay, and others too, think you have proved it must be the same body. Will you therefore say that he holds what is inconsistent with an article of faith, who having never seen this your lordship's interpretation of the scripture, nor your reasons for the same body and your sense of same body, or if he has seen them, yet not understanding them or not perceiving the force of them, believes what the scripture proposes to him, viz., that at the last day the dead shall be raised without determining whether it shall be with the very same bodies or no. I know your lordship pretends not to erect your particular interpretations of scriptures into articles of faith, and if you do not, he that believes the dead shall be raised believes that article of faith which the scripture proposes and cannot be accused of holding anything inconsistent with it if it should happen that what he holds is inconsistent with another proposition viz that the dead shall be raised with the same bodies in your lordship's sense which i do not find proposed in holy writ as an article of faith but your lordship argues it must be the same body which, as you explain, same body, is not the same individual particles of matter which were united at the point of death, nor the same particles of matter that the sinner had at the time of the commission of his sins, but that it must be the same material substance which was vitally united to the soul here, i.e., as I understand it, the same individual particles of matter which were some time or other during his life here vitally united to his soul your first argument to prove that it must be the same body in this sense of the same body is taken from these words of our saviour all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth from which your lordship argues that these words all that are in their graves relate to no other substance than what was united to the soul in life because a different substance cannot be said to be in the graves and to come out of them which words of your lordships if they prove anything prove that the soul too is lodged in the grave and raised out of it at the last day for your lordship says can a different substance be said to be in the graves and come out of them so that according to this interpretation of these words of our saviour no other substance being raised but what hears his voice and no other substance hearing his voice but what being called comes out of the grave and no other substance coming out of the grave but what was in the grave. Any one must conclude that the soul, unless it be in the grave, will make no part of the person that is raised, unless, as your lordship argues against me, you can make it out that a substance which never was in the grave may come out of it, or that the soul is no substance. But setting aside the substance of the soul, another thing that will make any one doubt whether this your interpretation of our Saviour's words be necessarily to be received as their true sense, is 
that it will not be very easily reconciled to your saying you do not mean by the same body the same individual particles which were united at the point of depth and yet by this interpretation of our saviour's words you can mean no other particles but such as were united at the point of depth because you mean no other substance but what comes out of the grave and no substance no particles come out you say but what were in the grave and i think your lordship will not say that the particles that were separate from the body by perspiration before the point of death were laid up in the grave but your lordship i find has an answer to this viz that by comparing this with other places you find that the words of our saviour above quoted are to be understood of the substance of the body to which the soul was united and not to i suppose your lordship writ of these individual particles i e those individual particles that are in the grave at the resurrection for so they must be read to make your lordship's sense entire and to the purpose of your answer here and then methinks this last sense of our saviour's words given by your lordship wholly overturns the sense which we have given of them above where from those words you press the belief of the resurrection of the same body by the strong argument that a substance could not upon hearing the voice of christ come out of the grave which was never in the grave there as far as i can understand your words your lordship argues that our saviour's words are to be understood of the particles in the grave unless as your lordship says one can make it out that a substance which never was in the grave may come out of it and here your lordship expressly says that our saviour's words are to be understood of the substance of that body to which the soul was at any time united and not to those individual particles that are in the grave which put together seems to me to say that our saviour's words are to be understood of those particles only that are in the grave and not of those particles which only are in the grave but of others also which have at any time been vitally united to the soul but never were in the grave the next text your lordship brings to make the resurrection of the same body in your sense an article of faith are these words of st paul quote, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done whether it be good or bad End quote. to which your lordship subjoins this question can these words be understood of any other material substance but that body in which these things were done answer a man may suspend his determining the meaning of the apostle to be that the sinner shall suffer for his sins in the very same body wherein he committed them because st paul does not say that he shall have the very same body when he suffers that he had when he sinned the apostle says indeed done in his body the body he had and did things in at five or fifteen was no doubt his body as much as that which he did things in at fifty was his body though his body were not the very same body at those different ages and so will the body which he shall have after the resurrection be his body though it be not the very same with that which he had at five or fifteen or fifty he that at threescore is broke on the wheel for a murder he committed at twenty is punished for what he did in his body though the body he has i e his body at threescore be not the same i e made up of the same individual particles of matter that that body was which he had forty years before when your lordship has resolved with yourself what that same immutable he is 
which at the last judgment shall receive the things done in his body your lordship will easily see that the body he had when an embryo in the womb when a child playing in coats when a man marrying a wife and when bedridden dying of a consumption and at last which he shall have after his resurrection are each of them his body though neither of them be the same body the one with the other but farther to your lordship's question can these words be understood of any other material substance but that body in which these things were done i answer these words of st paul may be understood of another material substance than that body in which these things were done because your lordship teaches me and gives me a strong reason so to understand them your lordship says that you do not say the same particles of matter which the sinner had at the very time of the commission of his sins shall be raised at the last day and your lordship gives this reason for it for then a long sinner must have a vast body considering the continued spending of particles by perspiration now my lord if the apostle's words as your lordship would argue cannot be understood of any other material substance but that body in which these things were done and no body upon the removal or change of some of the particles that at any time make it up is the same material substance or the same body it will i think thence follow that either the sinner must have all the same individual particles vitally united to his soul when he is raised that he had vitally united to his soul when he sinned or else st paul's words here cannot be understood to mean the same body in which these things were done for if there were other particles of matter in the body wherein the things were done then in that which is raised that which is raised cannot be the same body in which they were done unless that alone which has just all the same individual particles when any action is done being the same body wherein it was done that also which has not the same individual particles wherein that action was done can be the same body wherein it was done which is an effect to make the same body sometimes to be the same and sometimes not the same your lordship think it suffices to make the same body to have not all but no other particles of matter but such as were some time or other vitally united to the soul before but such a body made up of part of the particles some time or other vitally united to the soul is no more the same body wherein the actions were done in the distant parts of the long sinner's life than that is the same body in which a quarter or half or three quarters of the same particles that made it up are wanting for example a sinner has acted here in his body an hundred years he is raised at the last day but with what body the same says your lordship that he acted in because st paul says he must receive the things done in his body what therefore must his body at the resurrection consist of must it consist of all the particles of matter that have ever been vitally united to his soul for they in succession have all of them made up his body wherein he did these things no says your lordship that would make his body too vast it suffices to make the same body in which the things were done that it consists of some of the particles and no other but such as were some time during his life vitally united to his soul but according to this account his body at the resurrection being as your lordship seems to limit it near the same size it was in some part of his life it will be no more the same body in which the things were done in the distant parts of his life 
than that it is the same body in which half or three-quarters or more of the individual matter that then made it up is now wanting for example let his body at fifty years old consist of a million of parts five hundred thousand at least of those parts will be different from those which made up his body at ten years and at a hundred so that to take the numerical particles that made up his body at fifty or any other season of his life or to gather them promiscuously out of those which at different times have successively been vitally united to his soul they will no more make the same body which was his wherein some of his actions were done than that is the same body which has but half the same particles and yet all your lordship's argument here for the same body is because st paul says it must be his body in which these things were done which it could not be if any other substance were joined to it i e if any other particles of matter made up the body which were not vitally united to the soul when the action was done again your lordship says quote, that you do not say the same individual particles shall make up the body at the resurrection which were united at the point of death for there must be a great alteration in them in a lingering disease as if a fat man falls into a consumption because it is likely your lordship thinks these particles of a decrepit wasted withered body would be too few or unfit to make such a plump strong vigorous well-sized body as it has pleased your lordship to proportion out in your thoughts to men at the resurrection and therefore some small portion of the particles formerly united vitally to that man's soul shall be reassumed to make up his body to the bulk your lordship judges convenient but the greatest part of them shall be left out to avoid making his body more vast than your lordship thinks will be fit as appears by these your lordship's words immediately following viz quote, that you do not say the same particles the sinner had at the very time of commission of his sins for then a long sinner must have a vast body end quote. but then pray my lord what must an embryo do who dying within a few hours after his body was vitally united to his soul has no particles of matter which were formerly vitally united to it to make up his body of that size and proportion which your lordship seems to require in bodies at the resurrection or must we believe he shall remain content with that small pittance of matter and that yet imperfect body to eternity because it is an article of faith to believe the resurrection of the very same body i e made up of only such particles as have been vitally united to the soul for if it be so as your lordship says quote, that life is the result of the union of soul and body end quote, it will follow that the body of an embryo dying in the womb may be very little not the thousandth part of an ordinary man for since from the first conception and beginning of formation it has life end quote, life is the result of the union of the soul with the body end quote, an embryo that shall die either by the untimely death of the mother or by any other accident presently after it has life must according to your lordship's doctrine remain a man not an inch long to eternity because there are not particles of matter formerly united to a soul to make him bigger and no other can be made use of to that purpose though what greater congruity the soul hath with any particles of matter which were once vitally united to it but are now so no longer than it hath with particles of matter which it was never united to would be hard to determine if that should be demanded 
By these, and not a few other the like consequences, one may see what service they do to religion, and the Christian doctrine, who raise questions, and make articles of faith about the resurrection of the same body, where the scripture says nothing of the same body, or if it does, it is with no small reprimand to those who make such an inquiry. Quote, but some men will say, how are the dead raised up, and with what body do they come? Thou fool, thou which thou sowest, is not quickened except it die, and that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be but bare grain it may chance of wheat or of some other grain but god giveth it a body as it hath pleased him words i should think sufficient to deter us from determining anything for or against the same bodies being raised at the last day it suffices that all the dead shall be raised and every one appear and answer for the things done in his life and receive according to the things he has done in his body, whether good or bad. He that believes this, and has said nothing inconsistent herewith, I presume may and must be acquitted from being guilty of anything inconsistent with the article of the resurrection of the dead. But your lordship, to prove the resurrection of the same body to be an article of faith, further asks, quote, How could it be said, if any other substance be joined to the soul at the resurrection as its body, that they were the things done in or by the body. End quote. Answer. Just as it may be said of a man at an hundred years old that hath then another substance joined to his soul than he had at twenty, that the murder or drunkenness he was guilty of at twenty were things done in the body. How, quote, by the body, end quote, comes in here, I do not see. Your lordship adds, quote, and St. Peter's dispute about the matter of raising the body might soon have ended if there were no necessity of the same body. End quote. Answer. When I understand what argument there is in these words to prove the resurrection of the same body, without the mixture of one new atom of matter, I shall know what to say to it. In the meantime, this I understand, that St. Paul would have put as short an end to all disputes about this matter if he had said, that there was the necessity of the same body, or that it should be the same body. The next text of scripture you bring for the same body is, quote, If there be no resurrection of the dead, then is not Christ raised, end quote. From which your lordship argues, quote, It seems then other bodies are to be raised as his was, end quote. I grant other dead, as certainly raised as Christ was, for else his resurrection would be of no use to mankind. But I do not see how it follows that they shall be raised with the same body, as Christ was raised with the same body, as your lordship infers in these words annexed. Quote, and can there be any doubt whether his body was the same material substance which was united to his soul before? End quote. I answer, none at all, nor that it had just the same distinguishing lineaments and marks, yea and the same wounds that it had at the time of his death if therefore your lordship will argue from other bodies being raised as his was that they must keep proportions with his in sameness then we must believe that every man shall be raised with the same lineaments and other notes of distinction he had at the time of his death even with his wounds yet open if he had any because our saviour was so raised which seems to me scarce reconcilable with what your lordship says of a fat man falling into a consumption and dying. 
but whether it will consist or no with your lordship's meaning in that place this to me seems a consequence that will need to be better proved viz that our bodies must be raised the same just as our saviour's was because st paul says quote, if there be no resurrection of the dead then is not christ risen End quote. for it may be a good consequence christ is risen and therefore there shall be a resurrection of the dead and yet this may not be a good consequence christ was raised with the same body he had at his death therefore all men shall be raised with the same body they had at their death contrary to what your lordship says concerning a fat man dying of a consumption but the case i think far different betwixt our saviour and those to be raised at the last day one his body saw not corruption and therefore to give him another body new moulded mixed with other particles which were not contained in it as it lay in the grave whole and entire as it was laid there had been to destroy his body to frame him a new one without any need but why with the remaining particles of a man's body long since dissolved and mouldered into dust and atoms whereof possibly a great part may have undergone variety of changes and entered into other concretions even in the bodies of other men other new particles of matter mixed with them may not serve to make his body again as well as the mixture of new and different particles of matter with the old did in the compass of his life make his body i think no reason can be given this may serve to show why though the materials of our saviour's body were not changed at his resurrection yet it does not follow but that the body of a man dead and rotten in his grave or burnt may at the last day have several new particles in it and that without any inconvenience since whatever matter is vitally united to his soul is his body as much as that which was united to it when he was born or in any other part of his life two in the next place the size shape figure and lineaments of our saviour's body even to his wounds into which doubting thomas put his fingers and his hand were to be kept in the raised body of our saviour the same they were at his death to be a conviction to his disciples to whom he showed himself and who were to be witnesses of his resurrection that their master the very same man was crucified dead and buried and raised again and therefore he was handled by them and eat before them after he was risen to give them in all points full satisfaction that it was really he the same and not another nor a spectre or apparition of him though i do not think your lordship will thence argue that because others are to be raised as he was therefore it is necessary to believe that because he eat after his resurrection others at the last day shall eat and drink after they are raised from the dead which seems to me as good an argument as because his undissolved body was raised out of the grave just as it lay there entire without the mixture of any new particles therefore the corrupted and consumed bodies of the dead at the resurrection shall be new framed only out of those scattered particles which were once vitally united to their souls without the least mixture of any one single atom of new matter but at the last day when all men are raised there will be no need to be assured of any one particular man resurrection it is enough that every one shall appear before the judgment seat of christ to receive according to what he had done in his former life but in what sort of body he shall appear or of what particles made up the scriptures having said nothing but that it shall be a spiritual body raised in incorruption it is not for me to determine 
your lordship asks quote, were they who saw our saviour after his resurrection witnesses only of some material substance then united to his soul end quote? in answer i beg your lordship to consider whether you suppose our saviour was to be known to be the same man to the witnesses that were to see him and testify his resurrection by his soul that could neither be seen or known to be the same or by his body that could be seen and by the discernible structure and marks of it be known to be the same when your lordship has resolved that all that you can say in that page will answer itself but because one man cannot know another to be the same but by the outward visible lineaments and sensible marks he has been wont to be known and distinguished by will your lordship therefore argue that the great judge at the last day who gives to each man whom he raises his new body shall not be able to know who is who unless he give to every one of them a body just of the same figure size and features and made up of the very same individual particles he had in his former life whether such a way of arguing for the resurrection of the same body to be an article of faith contributes much to the strengthening of the credibility of the article of the resurrection of the dead i shall leave to the judgment of others farther for the proving this resurrection of the same body to be an article of faith your lordship says quote, but the apostle insists upon the resurrection of christ not merely as an argument of the possibility of ours but of the certainty of it because he rose as the first fruits christ the first fruits afterwards they that are christ's at his coming end quote. answer no doubt the resurrection of christ is a proof of the certainty of our resurrection but it is therefore a proof of the resurrection of the same body consisting of the same individual particles which concurred to the making up of our body here without the mixture of any one other particle of matter i confess i see no such consequence but your lordship goes on quote, saint paul was aware of the objections in men's minds about the resurrection of the same body and it is of great consequence as to this article to show upon what grounds he proceeds but some men will say how are the dead raised up and with what body do they come first he shows that the seminal parts of plants are wonderfully improved by the ordinary providence of god and the manner of their vegetation end quote. answer i do not perfectly understand what it is quote, for the seminal parts of plants to be wonderfully improved by the ordinary providence of god in the manner of their vegetation end quote. or else perhaps i should better see how this here tends to the proof of the resurrection of the same body in your lordship's sense it continues quote, they so bear grain of wheat or of some other grain but god giveth it a body as it hath pleased him and to every seed his own body here says your lordship is an identity of the material substance supposed it may be so but to me a diversity of the material substance i e of the component particles is here supposed or in direct words said for the words of st paul taken all together run thus quote, that which thou sowest thou sowest not that body which shall be but bare grain end quote. and so on as your lordship has set down in the remainder of them from which words of st paul the natural argument seems to me to stand thus if the body that is put in the earth in sowing is not that body which shall be then the body that is put in the grave is not i e the same body that shall be 
but your lordship proves it to be the same body by these three greek words of the text which your lordship interprets thus quote, that proper body which belongs to it end quote. answer indeed by those greek words whether our translators have rightly rendered them quote, his own body end quote, or your lordship more rightly quote, that proper body which belongs to it end quote, i formerly understood no more but this that in the production of wheat and other grade from seed god continued every species distinct so that from grains of wheat sown root stalk blade ear grains of wheat were produced and not those of barley and so of the rest which i took to be the meaning of quote, to every seed his own body end quote. no says your lordship these words prove that to every plant of wheat and to every grain of wheat produced in it it is given the proper body that belongs to it which is the same body with the grain that was sown answer this i confess i do not understand because i do not understand how one individual grain can be the same with twenty fifty or an hundred individual grains for such sometimes is the increase but your lordship proves it for says your lordship quote, every seed having that body in little which is afterwards so much enlarged and in grain the seed is corrupted before its germination but it hath its proper organical parts which make it the same body with that which it grows up to for although grain be not divided into lobes as other seeds are yet it hath been found by the most accurate observations that upon separating the membranes these seminal parts are discerned in them which afterwards grow up to that body which we call corn End quote. in which words i crave leave to observe that your lordship supposes that a body may be enlarged by the addition of a hundred or a thousand times as much in bulk as its own matter and yet continues the same body which i confess i cannot understand but in the next place if that could be so and that the plant in its full growth had harvest increased by a thousand or a million of times as much new matter added to it as it had when it lay in little concealed in the grain that was sown was the very same body yet i do not think that your lordship will say that every minute insensible and inconceivably small grain of the hundred grains contained in that little organized seminal plant is every one of them the very same with that grain which contains that whole seminal plant and all those invisible grains in it for then it will follow that one grain is the same with an hundred and an hundred distinct grains the same with one which i shall be able to assent to when i can conceive that all the wheat in the world is but one grain for i beseech you my lord consider what it is st paul here speaks of it is plain he speaks of that which is sown and dies i e the grain that the husbandman takes out of his barn to sow in his field and of this grain st paul says quote, that it is not that body that shall be end quote. these two viz quote, that which is sown and that body that shall be end quote, are all the bodies that st paul here speaks of to represent the agreement or difference of men's bodies after the resurrection with those they had before they died now i crave leave to ask your lordship which of these two is that little invisible seminal plant which your lordship here speaks of does your lordship mean by it the grain that is sown but that is not what st paul speaks of 
he could not mean this embryonated little plant for he could not denote it by these words quote, that which thou sowest for that he says must die but this little embryonated plant contained in the seed that is sown dies not or does your lordship mean by it quote, the body that shall be end quote. but neither by these words quote, the body that shall be end quote, can st paul be supposed to denote this insensible little embryonated plant for that is already in being contained in the seed that is sown and therefore could not be spoken of under the name of the body that shall be and therefore i confess i cannot see of what use it is to your lordship to introduce here this third body which st paul mentions not and to make that the same or not the same with any other when those which st paul speaks of are as i humbly conceive these two visible sensible bodies the grain sown and the corn grown up to ear with neither of which this insensible embryonated plant can be the same body unless an insensible body can be the same body with a sensible body and a little body can be the same body with one ten thousand or an hundred thousand times as big as itself so that yet i confess i see not the resurrection of the same body proved from these words of st paul to be an article of faith your lordship goes on st paul indeed saith that we sow not that body that shall be but he speaks not of the identity but the perfection of it here my understanding fails me again for i cannot understand st paul to say that the same identical sensible grain of wheat which was sown at seed time is the very same with every grain of wheat in the ear at harvest that sprang from it yet so must i understand it to make it prove that the same sensible body that is laid in the grave shall be the very same with that which shall be raised at the resurrection for i do not know of any seminal body in little contained in the dead carcass of any man or woman which as your lordship says in seeds having its proper organical parts shall afterwards be enlarged and at the resurrection grow up into the same man for i never thought of any seed or seminal parts either of plant or animal quote, so wonderfully improved by the providence of god whereby the same plant or animal should beget itself nor ever heard that it was by divine providence designed to produce the same individual quote, but for the producing of future and distinct individuals for the continuations of the same species end quote. your lordship's next words are quote, and although there be such a difference from the grain itself when it comes up to be perfect corn with root stalk blade and ear that it may be said to outward appearance not to be the same body yet with regard to the seminal and organic parts it is as much the same as a man grown up is the same with the embryo in the womb answer it does not appear by anything i can find in the text that st paul here compared the body produced with the seminal and organic parts contained in the grain it sprang from but with the whole sensible grain that was grown microscopes had not then discovered the little embryo plant in the seed and supposing it should have been revealed to st paul though in the scripture we find little revelation of natural philosophy 
yet an argument taken from a thing perfectly unknown to the corinthians whom he writ to could be of no manner of use to them nor serve at all either to instruct or convince them but granting that those st paul writ to knew it as well as mr leuvenheck yet your lordship thereby proves not the raising of the same body your lordship says it is as much the same i crave to leave to add body quote, as a man grown up is the same end quote. same what i beseech your lordship quote, with the embryo in the womb end quote. for that the body of the embryo in the womb and body of the man grown up is the same body i think no one will say unless he can persuade himself that a body that is not the hundredth part of another is the same with that other which i think no one will do till having renounced this dangerous way by ideas of thinking and reasoning he has learnt to say that a part and the whole are the same your lordship goes on quote, and although many arguments may be used to prove that a man is not the same because life which depends upon the course of the blood and the manner of respiration and nutrition is so different in both states yet that man would be thought ridiculous that should seriously affirm that it was not the same man End quote. and your lordship says quote, i grant that the variation of great parcels of matter in plants alters not the identity and that the organization of the parts in one coherent body partaking of one common life makes the identity of a plant End quote. answer my lord i think the question is not about the same man but the same body for though i do say somewhat differently from what your lordship sets down as my words here quote, that that which has such an organization as is fit to receive and distribute nourishment so as to continue and frame the wood bark and leaves etc of a plant in which consists the vegetable life continues to be the same plant as long as it partakes of the same life though that life be communicated to new particles of matter vitally united to the living plant yet i do not remember that i anywhere say that a plant which was once no bigger than an oaten straw and afterwards grows to be above a fathom about is the same body though it be still the same plant end of section twenty five recording by gary b clayton